1: A lot has changed. With more of us working remotely, the way we communicate has had to change too. At Innovate, we're leading that change, partnering with Cisco to bring you WebEx Calling, a complete business phone service in the cloud. With WebEx Calling, your teams can stay connected anywhere, on any device. And with built-in Cisco security, you know you can trust it. For a free consultation, visit Innovate.ie. Innovate, the IT solutions people.
2: Courage. I learned it from my adoptive mom.
3: Hold my hand. You hold my hand. Yay!
2: Learn about adopting a teen from foster care at AdoptUSKids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council.
3: Hi friends, I'm Hector Navarro. And I'm Frankie Grande. We're your hosts for Spongebob Binge Pants, Nickelodeon's podcast celebrating all things Spongebob Universe. We have the privilege that not many Spongebob fans get. This being an official Nickelodeon podcast, we get to interview the brilliant humans behind the names we've all been reading in those credits for over 20 years. This is a podcast by fans for fans. Listen to Spongebob Binge Pants on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: particular spot was the same spot that Kojo and the warriors would gather, mm. right? So these same stones that you're seeing here are those same stones that they will sit on. This tree is over 300 years old and still bears fruit today. This is the birth ground of the revolutionary warriors who defeated the British. It's very secret, secret groans. You are in the heartland of Maroon territory.
5: I'm down here in Jamaica in an area that they call Cockpit Country. It's still governed by the Maroons, the descendants of the indigenous people and formerly enslaved Africans who defended this piece of dirt and fought off the British almost 300 years ago. They kick the colonizers' asses.
6: When you know you have ancestors like we do, we're the ones who burn the plantations.
5: Mm-hmm. Don't play with us. Today, these folks in cockpit country are fighting a new battle.
6: We don't want any mining in our cockpit. We need to preserve our cockpit. No
4: mining in the cockpit country. We a state, and we said no mining.
5: That means no mining. It's again to protect their land, but this time it's from the mining industry. We're not, we're, not, we're not moving, we're not moving. We're not moving.
2: Start all over again now. not moving.
4: We've always maintained the culture, maintained the heritage, maintained the land. We've never walked away from the legacy that we knew our ancestors left for us. So it is us who should lead that stand in defense of the territory. These are our lands.
6: For decades, bauxite has been Jamaica's red gold.
7: Jamaica is a perfect vacation spot. But Jamaica now is doubly important because here has been discovered bauxite.
6: Despite protests from Jamaicans at home and in the diaspora for several years, the Jamaican government is still moving ahead with plans to mine bauxite in the cockpit country, Jamaica's largest natural rainforest.
8: The sensitivities around the cockpit country are not just environmental, they are also historical and cultural. Right now we need some justice. We need justice towards this right now, car. There is a delicate balance between the continuation of an industry and the sustainability of this
3: country. This is Vice News Reports and I'm your host, Ariel Demers.
5: And I'm Alzo Slade. Excuse me, brother. How you doing? I'm trying to get the Akumpong. Can you help me out? Yeah, Straight. Straight. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. This Jamaican GPS here it works better than any other GPS, Google Maps, Waze, any of that. Good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon.
5: I I I'm looking for uh, Chief Richard Curry. Open the door. the
3: door. Hey Alzo,
5: what's up? What's up?
3: <laughs> so Alzo, who is Chief Curry?
5: Young fella, he's kind of suave. Okay. Pleasure
6: to meet you. Pleasure to have you here, my brother. Oh man, it's well, good to be know, the here.
7: Ancestors are greeting Liz. you. Liz. Yeah. Wind, I, received that.
5: I received that. I received that. He's the youngest of a council of four maroon chiefs who lead this territory in Jamaica, Cockpit Country.
4: What we won't allow is sitting back much longer to allow our offsprings to be deprived of that freedom of choice to live off that land and benefit from that land like we do.
5: After the Maroons kicked
4: the British's asses in the
5: 1700s, they signed a treaty and the British were basically like okay, y'all got it. We give up. This is your land. So the descendants of the Maroons have had a claim to the land for longer than the modern Jamaican government has been in existence.
4: If you look right on the edge of that hill right there, You can see that that's somebody's farm. If you look, you can see banana trees in the top right there. Mm -hmm.
5: They live off the land.
4: They're self-sufficient. You see cows right here. Yeah. You know, this is a farming community.
5: Let me tell you, this place is beautiful. There's jungles, there's mountains, springs coming up out of the ground with fresh water. I mean, you could literally just sip from these rivers and springs. 40% of Jamaica's fresh drinking water comes from cockpit country. What is at stake here? if they allow mining to begin in this territory. And it has the highest diversity of animals and plants anywhere on the island. So many, like, endemic species.
4: Mining strips the land of its minerals, right? All of its properties that are essential for growing our crops. So if you bring mining into this place, you're gonna fuck all of that up. We've seen where the evidence of bauxite mining has done to farmlands, and it's irreversible. Money comes and money goes. This we only have once. The cockpit country is maroon territory. The people will defend what's theirs.
3: What is bauxite mining? What is its history in Jamaica?
5: Yeah, that's a very good question because you hear bauxite and people are like, what the hell is that? Uh,
7: (laughs) Here's a lucky young lady. Yes, Jamaica is a perfect vacation spot. But Jamaica now is doubly important. Important to the whole free world, because here has been discovered bauxite. So
5: after Jamaica gained its independence from the British, colonization pretty much changed clothes and was now in the form of a largely foreign owned tourism industry.
7: Only a few hours from the United States, a beautiful tropic island rising from the blue Caribbean Sea. And then in the 1950s, bauxite was discovered. Bauxite. The ore from which aluminum is made.
5: Bauxite is used to produce aluminum. You know, they make planes with them. You go to a cookout and you want to take leftovers. You wrap your plate in
7: foil. Reynolds aluminum has been foremost in developing Jamaican bauxite.
5: And by the 1960s, Jamaica had become the world's leading exporter of bauxite, shipping out almost 5 million tons a year. And that's a lot of
7: money. More aluminum for the nation's defense. And more aluminum for all your needs. From the vacation land of Jamaica and the Reynolds Metals Company. Pioneers of progress through aluminum.
5: Through the 70s and 80s, bauxite mining was a really big industry. These towns where the mining was happening, they were like boom towns. But. This is the thing about mining is that, yo, once you dig it up, that's it. No more bauxite there. And so over time, this bauxite started to dwindle. And around the same time, the Jamaican government, they saw these companies were making a whole bunch of money, but the bauxite profits, they weren't seeing any of it. They were like, no, 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 no. They can't be making all this money and taking it away from us. Right. So Jamaica just started taxing the mining companies more. And some of the companies, they were like, well, you tax us, we're going to leave. This led to the bauxite industry in Jamaica to shrink. And now it's only 3% of the economy and it provides fewer than 5,000 jobs. Despite all of that, the government, they keep pouring money into this industry to support it and try to expand it.
3: If the industry is on life support, why do they keep trying to expand it?
5: It still is profitable. It's just not as profitable as it once was. But you have to look at the industries that Jamaica has. There's only a few of them. There's tourism, agriculture, and there's bauxite mining. And this bauxite mining is a legacy business. It's like an institution. These politicians, it's almost like they're attached to this idea that bauxite is going to save them. And There's money to be made, but the ordinary folks in Jamaica, they're not seeing that money. And in many ways, the bauxite mining industry is harming them. Is there anywhere in this house where you can get away from the dust? No. As it stands, there's no mining in cockpit country, but all around cockpit country, there is mining. And so this gives us a good idea of what happens to these communities once mining begins. About 30 miles south of Cockpit Country in St. Elizabeth Parish, mining's been going on for decades.
2: This is the dusting from Monday and Tuesday. This
5: is just in one day. And one of the folks we had the good fortune to meet was a very, very spirited woman.
2: We don't have no clean environment, so we cannot stay here any longer.
5: Her name is Miss Maverney McLeod. How far are we from the mud lake? The mining company near where she lives, it stores its toxic waste from the mining in a lake within eyesight of her front door. Miss McLeod and everybody else in the community, they call it the mud lake. Ah, yeah, see through, right through the limbs. Yeah, through
3: the trees. And so this mud lake is just full of bauxite mining waste.
5: Yeah, it's miles of, like, this open storage for toxic chemicals that are the result of aluminum refining. And when it dries, it becomes cracked earth. It looks like the surface of, of Mars almost. <laughs> and the red dust blows out of it over everything.
3: Oh, man.
2: Everything damaged. Everything. Sometimes we stand up and the dust blow, you wonder how it gets into your underwear. It scratch you, scratch you, scratch your butt.
5: It's all over her furniture, her body, and it gets into her water supply. But this is in the back of the house. How does the dust get back you here? You just
2: imagine everywhere, everywhere
5: the dust dump And you have to understand these folks don't have central air conditioning right. out there in the country, in these jungles, in the mountains, you know.
3: You got to be able to keep your windows open.
5: You have to be able to keep your windows open.
3: I
2: mean, if you understand what Maverick and Claude <laughs> stand up in her house telling you Today, if you understand the real, what we are going through with this model. It's not a pretty, it's not a better road that we live in hell. When you work so hard, we live comfortable.
3: What you're describing to me right now, like what is happening with Miss McLeod, like that is the future that cockpit country is trying to avoid.
5: Absolutely. These folks in Jamaica, they've seen what bauxite mining has done to communities and they refuse to let it happen in Cockpit Country.
4: Go ahead. So, what we're doing now is marking along the boundary.
5: But right now, mining is happening all around the cockpit. So, this whole fight over mining is focused on a very important border.
4: This is how we're marking our territory. Army Green With the red M in the center. Indicate Maroon territory.
5: It's not just Chief Curry and the Maroons who want to preserve this land because of their historic connection to it. There are a whole lot of people in cockpit country who don't want to see bauxite mining there. So almost a decade ago, the Maroon chiefs joined a bunch of people and organizations around this area. And they all sat down to define the boundaries of cockpit country as a way to basically lay down the line and say no mining beyond this point. Then, in November of 2017. We
8: were able to bring all the perspectives together and we agreed upon a boundary for the cockpit country.
5: The Prime Minister Andrew Holness gives a speech.
8: That boundary will be enshrined in law and within that boundary, there will be no mining.
5: This is OK. This is we're, we're getting somewhere.
8: The prospect of mining is not something that we contemplate easily.
5: But here's the thing. This cockpit country protected area that was created by the prime minister is different from what the Maroon chiefs and the other folks in cockpit country wanted. The government said, yeah, yeah, sure. No mining in cockpit country, except for this one huge piece of land that they carved out where mining could happen. Special Mining Lease 173, or as they call it, SML 173.
3: So wait, if the government says they that they want to protect this area, why did they leave this particular part of cockpit country ah,
5: out? See, now we're getting, we getting to the good part. <laughs> <laughs> now we get getting to the juicy part because I had the same question. Mr. Dixon? Yes, sir. How you doing, sir? And so that confusion led us to meet this guy, Hugh Dixon. You got that strong Jamaican <laughs> handshake, so that's a, that's, a, that's a shake of trust there. Of trust. He's the executive director of the Southern Trelawney Environmental Group, one of the organizations that define the boundaries of cockpit country.
1: You'll notice up here where it deviates from the recommended boundary.
5: This is conveniently left out because... It's, yes, conveniently annexed. Bauxite. For bauxite mining. And what Hugh told me is that there's a U.S. company named Naranda that owns the lease to this land and stands to profit from mining it. But it's not just Naranda that'll profit if this part of cockpit country is mined. The government of
1: Jamaica is a 51% shareholder with Naranda in a company called Naranda Jamaica Bauxite Partners 2.
5: The Jamaican government is actually a shareholder in a mining company created specifically to mine SML 173.
1: So that every bit of bauxite you see on the rail line heading to the Discovery Bay port, the government will take 51% of that business.
5: Ariel, to be clear, the government stands to make money if this area is mined. They
1: were elected by those people to protect their welfare. And in fact they join a partnership with a foreign company to sell out the same people who elected them.
3: So how does Hugh feel about all of this?
5: Hugh doesn't want to see mining anywhere near this area. Not in cockpit country, not in Jamaica. But right now what he's concerned about is the dispute over the border. He sees this whole thing as an affront to everything his ancestors fought for and to the legacy he wants to leave to future generations of this land. So, Hugh, so you all... You all are in for a hell of a fight.
6: So can you tell me if I am in the protected zone? Because I would really love to know that.
5: After talking to Hugh, I wanted to see... So I went to that border between where the government is saying mining is allowed and where it's not allowed. And when I was there, I met a woman, Dr. Winsome White-Williams.
6: I am praying I am in this protected zone.
5: Who lives right there on the line.
6: I am praying all of up here is protected because we don't need this and we're not going to make anything out of it. And
5: I, I, I wonder if... Does this even matter? Because if your house is in the protected zone and just across the street is not, is protected,
6: not then, then I'm not it, in that zone that is protected. Right. So you're you very right. So my, my darkest fears may come through.
5: Just imagine you're sitting at a restaurant and you're at a table and your table is non smoking, but a table two feet away from you is smoking. That smoke is going to affect you.
6: If I am even in the protected zone and over there is not protected, I'm still not in a protected zone because whatever happens over there is going to impact on me over here.
5: People in the past have been intimidated or coerced into selling their property for cheap, right? And then you take that money, where are you going to go?
6: They move out some of the people and recycle them into areas that they couldn't do anything for themselves. Where the hell would we go? What would we have?
5: And if they don't sell, right... They're made miserable by the mining noise and dust, and they're left with farmland where they can't grow crops anymore.
6: So we are going to be desperate. We are going to be a million times worse off than we are. We don't have anybody to protect us. It's a terrible feeling.
3: After the break, cockpit country fights back.
0: Do you fancy winning a €5,000 tip-to-toe personal and wardrobe transformation? Frascati Centre BlackRock want one lucky winner to enjoy a makeover from their extensive brands. That's in fashion and footwear, body and beauty, fine foods and fitness. You can enter yourself or nominate someone you know who would love this fabulous prize. Join me, Lorraine Keane, along with a team of health, fitness, food and fashion experts ready to take you on your journey to the new and best you. FrascatiCentre.ie
1: the reviews are in, and audiences agree. iHeartRadio's number one podcast, Aftershock, is the show you
7: need to binge. Michaela! She's not going to make it to the mainland by herself. Five stars. I love it. It's hard to find a podcast that is truly immersive, and this one takes the cake. Ask me if I care who died on that island.
0: The art of a roller coaster. So many ups and downs, twists and turns. Five stars. Someone's running towards us. Get to the boat now
7: has me at the edge of my seat everyone that hears me listening to it stops to listen and then subscribes themselves
0: you owe me after what you did you owe me the truth heart stopping and the cast i can't wait for more this place is gonna collapse
7: straps us in and makes us think we're coasting along and we're really racing to an abrupt end you're gonna come with me and we are gonna take you apart piece by piece
1: Aftershock, starring Sarah Wayne Callies, David Harbour and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Come to the island and binge the series everyone is talking about. Follow it on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All quotes taken from actual user reviews.
7: Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it.
0: No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
3: So when we last left off, you were talking to this resident on the border who's adamant that she does not want bauxite mining on her front door.
5: Absolutely. And I think she speaks for most of the folks in cockpit country because these residents, they're they're strongly opposed. We met up with Chief Curry again. <laughs> And we went with him and his fellow Maroons to the border of SML 173. There's this looming cloud of bauxite mining around cockpit country in a way that nobody really knows when or if it's going to start. But Chief Curry had heard that mining equipment was right at the border of the cockpit and that these mining companies might be encroaching beyond that border to test the soil. I see you brought your squad with you, and you're rolling deep today, huh? He had a bus, a bus full of community folk that were wanting to go see what was going on.
4: We got the elders, we got the drummers, we got the youth. Everybody is here.
3: Kind of like a show of force?
5: Yeah. They had heard that these folks were encroaching upon their territory, and they were there to see if the line was indeed being crossed. There's a gentleman walking around pouring rum on everyone's hands out of respect for the ancestors and what they fought for,
4: for the freedoms and
5: to live on this land. They had the drumming, they had some singing.
4: We saw two massive craters over that mountain just now that have been totally excavated. And there's a trail heading west.
5: We see the bulldozers and, and we see security there.
4: So we assume that the next movement is westward towards the cockpits.
5: Should the mining companies violate the sovereignty, what do you intend to do?
4: Well, there has to be recourse, right? Um, We don't plan to just sit back and watch external parties uh, violate um, and intrude on our lands, right? So we don't intend to sit around and watch that happen. What are we going to do? Maybe I can say that
8: on the camera. in friends a difficult situation and the government is doing everything it can to balance all the considerations mining is one of the economic drivers of the country it it is
3: so chief curry and A bunch of other people in cockpit country are basically accusing the government of neglecting their duty to protect people and the environment.
5: That's right. This is Prime Minister Andrew Holness responding to those accusations.
8: We're not looking to
3: destroy our environment. And it hurts me deeply when
8: people accuse me of that. There are those who would want to shape the government in a narrative that it does not seek to protect the environmental assets of the people. I rubbish that narrative.
5: The prime minister, he's in a tough spot. Internationally, Prime Minister Holness, he positions himself as a climate leader.
8: I'm always very sympathetic to the environmental cause. Every decision that you make for development, it has to be with the environment first and foremost in mind. We are partnering with others to ensure that our marine environment... On which our socio-economic survival depends is being sustainably utilized and managed.
5: Jamaica is really known for its beaches, you know, like Montego Bay and the Grill. All that natural beauty is essential to the economy of the country. But the beaches are not the only environment that needs protecting. Because Cockpit Country provides so much of the island's drinking water that if they destroy it, that can affect the whole of Jamaica. And we saw just a couple weeks after we left the country exactly what can happen when bauxite waste gets into the water supply. In August, one bauxite company called Wendalco spilled a whole bunch of waste from their bauxite plant into this river, the Rio Cobre. It polluted the drinking water and killed thousands of fish as far as 15 miles away.
2: Right back from, from Wendelkut, to whole river, to right to Spanish Town.
5: And just imagine, the people living near the river, it was devastating for them. It was no drinking or irrigation water for days. They couldn't eat the fish from the river.
2: This thing can't keep on going on, going on like this. What the government are going to do about this? We need some justice. We need... We need justice towards this right, on
5: This is not the first time that bauxite mining has wreaked havoc on the water supply. And what's crazy, it's not even the first time that this exact company has polluted this exact river. This time, they're being charged with violating the Wildlife Protection Act by the National Environment and Planning Agency. But the fines, when they happen at all, they're so small. In this case, it's just around $1,000.
3: Wait, they're only being fined around $1,000 for all of that?
5: Exactly, $1,000. And the company Wendalco, they deny responsibility for the pollution. In a statement to the media, they said they don't accept liability for the fish kill, but they're taking steps to restore normalcy to the river.
3: So you've got this man-made environmental disaster affecting much of Jamaica, and You've also got a prime minister who claims that he cares about environmental protection above all else. What's standing in the way of stopping these crises? You know, stopping bauxite mining and at the very least keeping it out of cockpit country.
5: I wish I could tell you what Prime Minister Holness is thinking. We reached out to his office for an interview, but he refused to speak with us. So did three other government officials. It looks bad for him at home. And considering he wants to be a climate leader on the world stage... It looks bad for him abroad because he's very sensitive to how he's perceived by Jamaicans in the diaspora. And a lot of folks, they send money home to Jamaica. So he wants to keep them happy, too. But like I said before, there's this long history with bauxite here. So even for critics, walking away from an industry that once gave you that money is hard. So in a sense, you can say that the Jamaican government is still kind of addicted to this idea of bauxite mining and what it can do for the country. But guess what? It ain't doing that anymore.
3: And also from your reporting, it sounds like this is generating a lot of controversy and, and pushback from people on the ground.
5: Yeah, it's a lot of pushback. And it seems to be working a little bit because the government seems to be reacting to it. In May, they announced that they were basically going to shrink the possible mining in SML 173. That they're going to take 23 square miles and make them unavailable for mining. But here's the thing. They didn't specify which parts of SML 173 that was. And Naranda was promised a different mining lease somewhere else on the island to make up for it.
3: I'm sorry, what?
5: Yeah, but hold on. On top of that, All of SML 173 remains outside of that protected area of cockpit country. So all of this sounds a little iffy to me, and it's hard to see this as a full victory. Jamaica has been colonized and extracted from in so many ways over the years. In cockpit country, you have to understand... This is a, a special place. It's a rare piece of untouched land that's not for tourists. These people govern themselves. And just like their ancestors before them, who kicked the asses of the British, I don't think Chief Curry and the descendants of the Maroons are going to sit idly by and just settle for anything less than the full preservation of their territory.
4: ancestors fought for the land, you know. We fought for the freedom, you know, of self-determination, of existing within what we knew as home, you know. So it's the same thing. We're looking at our territory being encroached on by miners. It's not guns, spears, knives, um, and all-out bloody war. It doesn't mean it's not a war. This is an economic war, right? So it's directly related to what our ancestors fought for. It's all bottled up and tied up into this one single act of encroachment. Respect.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Win with low prices from SuperValue. With great offers like SuperValue
6: Irish Round Roast, save 33%. Smashed it. Personal Pods, 38 wash, save 70%. Now €5.40. Epic. And Wine of the Month, Pastino 7, €10. Euro. Winning. Win with SuperValue, low prices.
3: Enjoy alcohol responsibly.
0: In this season of Unobscured, we will follow Grigory Rasputin's transformation from a peasant at the crossroads of history. To a monster at the center of far too many legends, and in the process, learn how he took the weight of a fallen empire with him to the grave.
6: The elite aristocratic society in Russia at the time was fascinated with very spiritualist leaders, with gurus. And there was this desire to seek alternate ways of connecting with reality that traditional religion and the church were unable to explain to people who were seeking answers to sort of these life's questions that seemed to have this pressing urgency right around 1900.
0: Join us as we make our way into the burning palaces of imperial Russia, to dig up the truth about Grigori Rasputin. Unobscured Season 4 is available now. Listen and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
7: There's so much
6: going on in Latin America.
3: In Colombia, demonstrations against proposed tax reforms
6: have turned into countrywide protests.
8: It can
3: be confusing. Health authorities across Latin America are battling a rise in coronavirus infections.
6: That's where El Hilo, a Spanish-language podcast from Radio Ambulante Studios and Vice News, comes in.
2: Cuando un edificio se cae, no perdona.
6: Cuando tú vives en una dictadura, ¿qué opciones tienes si eres oposición? O la cárcel o el exilio.
8: Listen to El Hilo every Friday.
1: Listen
6: wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Vice News reached out to Naranda and to two other mining companies for comment. Two of the companies, Gisco and Naranda, declined to comment. However, one company, Windalco, did respond, acknowledging that their mining efforts have contributed to the relocation of Jamaicans based on, quote, amicable agreement with the persons and the company. They also stated that they have done many environmental impact assessments and that the company uses that information to quote, further strengthen our environmental management framework. Special thanks to Eric Weinrib or Patricio Matos, who produced and reported a version of this story for Vice News. You can watch their film at vice.com or on YouTube. Vice News Reports is produced by Jesse Alejandro Cuttrell, Sophie Casis, Jen Kinney, Janice Yamoka, Julia Nutter, and Sarah Cavedo. Our senior producers are Ashley Klick and Adiza Egan. Our associate producers are Sam Egan and Adriana Rodriguez. Sound design and music composition by Steve Bone, Pran Bandy, Natasha Jacobs, and Kyle Murdoch. Our executive producer and VP of Vice Audio is Kate Osborne. Janet Lee is senior production manager for Vice Audio. Production coordination by Steph Brown. Fact checking by Nicole Pasolko. Our theme music is by Steve Bone. From iHeart executive producers Nikki Etor and Lindsay Hoffman. I'm Ariel Zuemros. I know podcast hosts say this all the time, but seriously, please take the time to rate and review this podcast. It really does help other people find the show. Vice News Reports drops every Thursday, so check back in next week.
6: We've all had time to think, to figure stuff out, what we like and don't like about our jobs, our careers. Maybe you don't want to go back to the office, or that four-hour commute, or maybe you never want to work from home again. At Irish Jobs, we believe everyone should be free to choose the job that fits their lives. Whether you want to step up, step down, or even try something completely new. Choose the life that you want. Visit irishjobs.ie.
0: hi, this is Allie Wentworth, host of Go Ask Allie. My listeners want more, so we are digging in. It's real, it's honest, open and unexpected, and sometimes amusing. He told me you chased him with a butcher knife (laughs) 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 and tried to cut off his penis. But that's his version, and everybody has a different Everybody has two two sides (laughs) of every story. Exactly. All new episodes of Go Ask Allie release every Thursday. Listen to Go Ask Allie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.